The Sound of Your Name, Episode 3, Tricks and Traditions. Assuming we can utilize it as a resource. Besides, we don't even know what that crystal can do. Lakshmi, darling, should we really have taken Beryl? She's far too young to be accompanying us on an expedition. She's sleeping right now. She looks like she's okay. Well, she probably won't be for long. The birds sound like they're ready to start that absurd crowing again. It's dangerous out here. Not to mention loud. If we're settling down here, it's only right that she sees it as it is, before we start chopping down trees. I think she might have been alright staying with the Pardali family for a few more weeks. You know, instead of this jungle, she could be wearing nice dresses, eating fancy dinners, and perhaps even sit on Uncle Pardali's lap as he tells her stories of the political realm, and I would get back, and maybe she would tell me how her days were, and... You just want to be the spy on Uncle Pardali. Well said, my dear. Oh, I never. You only ever make me sit with them so I can hear what they're talking about. It's really none of your concern. <laughs> I find it of interest because it is important for us politically. I assure you, you would love being Princess Beryl rather than just Lady Beryl for Reed. What if I don't want to be Lady Beryl either? What would you like to be then? I don't know. Helpful? I like helping people. I heard you and Daddy have a hard time with helping some of the people who come to you. My, my, aren't you perceptive? You'll understand when you're older. I like paying attention to things. It's fun. And aren't you a sleepy one? When will we get there? We've still got many hours to go. You'd better get back to sleep. Sleep well, my darling Beryl. <gasps> oh. Maya? Guess they're still out. I bet they won't be up until noon. Must have been an interesting day with that Fay. Uh, speaking of which, where is he? Thought he would have been in Maya's bed still. Hmm. I really didn't realize how crowded it gets in here when it's more than just me and Maya. Ah, uh, no. That didn't work. Let's see. There he is. Hey! What are you doing? Oh! Hello? You didn't answer my question. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't have to answer to you. Considering you're sneaking out in the early morning and waving your hand around my friend's hut, I think you do. I'm not planning on destroying anything. So what are you doing? 
More importantly, who are you? I've already introduced myself. Don't act so coy. Hmm. Okay. Here's what I know about you so far, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're a fae who shows up out of nowhere and gets injured and has Maya take care of you. You, from Maya's reports and how uppity you are with your whole magic thing, have a good education. You're uptight, a little too prim and proper, so I'm guessing... Look, this doesn't really concern you. (laughs) There it is. You're royalty. And not just any royalty. You're a prince. I... Wait, what? Let me guess. You got sick of the royal life and ran away from home. Sure, I wanted to do that. But also, judging on how jumpy you've been, someone really is chasing you. Shh! Shh! What? You don't want Maya to hear me? I'm going to kill that traveler. I would have figured that out even without their message to me. But now that you're threatening someone... Further proof that you could be very dangerous. I'm not going to hurt Maya. I don't believe you. (sighs) I'm not going to hurt anyone, but they might. Look, just, just come here. I don't trust you either. Fine, then watch. Very funny trick. I liked the part where you just disappeared instead of saying anything important. Well, I can say something now. Ah! Don't do that! Look, I think someone is following me. Right now. I'm still not healed enough to leave. I think the injury I have is magical and that's why it's taking so long. Which is further proof that I'm being followed. But I don't want Maya to be in danger. And I want to help them. Okay. How? You see my necklace? Maya and I are going to figure out how to make its magic work. If we do that, then they would have access to something that no other human has access to. That would be sure to be worth something to your father, the Duke. You could just be using Maya. I promise I wouldn't do such a thing. Well, a promise isn't much good to me. Except when it's to a friend. I told Maya I would give you the benefit of the doubt, so I will. But if anything bad happens to Maya because of you, I can promise you something. You're gonna wish you hadn't done it. I understand. You need to be honest with them, too. Tell them what's going on. Otherwise, I get the feeling it'll be a lot harder to help you. Yeah. Well, going back to whatever illusions you're making on the hut, I could use a few more hours of sleep. The trek out here is always a lot harder than I remember it being. Presenting Queen Calliope Anasong. My children, my subjects, it is an honor to be here with all of you as we celebrate the midsummer's approach. 
With every day that passes, the crystal's power grows, and the king and I are excited to select a new recipient of the crystal's power. But my queen, isn't that honor meant to go to the royal family before us? You protect the crystal, after all. There have been complications, but I do not wish to stop our festivities just yet. I've come here first and foremost to watch our performers tell the story of the Fae's origin. I'm told it will be quite lovely this year. Most assuredly. Today, we tell the story of the Fae's origin. walked the earth. They were cruel. They hurt. And the earth was crushed underfoot. But what did the Fae do? We loved the earth. And we chose to travel inside. But how did we overcome the difficulties? Three times we used our wits. Three times we used our wits. a wild beast, second a deep river, and third with a treacherous cavern. So we used our wits, and our wit surpassed all others at the center of the earth sang our beloved crystal. And we loved the crystal. And it loved us back. And our ancestors walked towards a beating heart of the earth. You have come to me in my time of need. I will grant you a wish, and your shape will change. Stop this at once! How dare you use our ancient tongue to speak of the crystal this way? How could you speak of it like this? You disgust me. All of you. 
You bend its words by spending so much time on the transformation and what it did for us. You know nothing of it as a blessing. Answer me now. What are our teachings of the crystal? The will, the will of the crystal, crystal is set. Whatever, whatever shape it chooses for us is the true form. To change forms for a moment is to use its gift, but to change shape permanently is sacrilege. Precisely. You see, my subjects, as you've said, the crystal's abilities are a gift to us. One that the king and I have honed and passed down to our worthy children. It is not to be taken lightly. Not to be used for only cosmetic choices or delights of some other shape. You must return to your true form or forever lose the powers of the crystals around your necks. This day is meant to be a celebration. We are deeply sorry, your majesty. We didn't mean to upset you or to make a farce of our history. I graciously accept your apology. It is not only your faults. It is the fault of one among us. Ugh, must my errant offspring rob me of all my dignity in front of my subjects? I have heard you. I have heard all of you speak ill of them. And certainly you have every right to. For they are the reason for our delayed ceremony in the first place. Do not ask me any more questions. I will not entertain any further rumors about this situation. Rest assured, though, that for the iniquities they have committed against us, all of us, we will hunt them down. Now I leave you to your festivities. I will return once I deem it fit. Ah, tell me, what news do you bring? Your Majesty, our scouts have surveyed almost all the jungle. The human duke has sent out his own scouts in the territory. Have they discovered anything? Not yet. We're tailing them now. We think they may well have begun the route to the human your child is staying with. Excellent. We'll have the humans toil for us and swoop in to collect our kind before they can get there. Now fly back. And keep an eye on that human for me. Okay, okay, show me what you've got, but then we have to get back to the necklace. Remember our conversation about magic yesterday? About perception and magic? I, I wanted to try this spell out with you. Uh, with, with your consent, of, of course. Sure, as long as you're not planning on playing any tricks on me. I'll make sure he doesn't try anything funny. Uh, right, right. Okay, so lots of spells require herbal components. Usually we powder them and blow them into the air. That can make people more suggestible, or can make them see things that aren't there. Uh-huh. That's not too different from tinctures you can make from plants. Generally, we're not inhaling them, though. I won't be having you do that for this spell. This one's a salve. Here, give me your hand. Sure. Wow, your hands are soft. They don't feel like you've worked a day in your life. Uh... Oh, sorry. That was kind of weird to say. <laughs> He doesn't look like he's done a lot of manual labor. Let's continue. Ooh, my hand's all tingly. Hope I'm not allergic to whatever you put on there. Okay, try holding this. It feels... furry or... something. <laughs> what? That's a plate. Well, yeah, the shape definitely is a plate, but... Ooh, if I touch it with my other hand... All right. 
Now try this. Ew, this one's slimy. But I heard what you gave me. It's a piece of paper. Wow, this is fascinating. Tell me more about how it works. The salve is made from spike tree sap. I noticed that if you accidentally prick your finger on one of those plants, it tricks your hand into thinking everything it touches hurts. But if you reduce the sap, the length of time you boil it for determines what textures are switched. That was for 15 minutes. Earlier I tried 30. But at that point, everything just starts to feel, uh, gritty. But yeah, it doesn't actually change the shape, just how it feels. Uh, it's a change in how your body senses it, not a change in how the object actually is. You say it changes how the brain receives something? Like pain? Oh, I know that look, Maya. I've got an idea about a new batch of medicine. And since you're here, Beryl, now is the perfect time to test it. I won't have to drink anything weird, will I? No muddy concoctions. You're holding that over me forever, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh... The necklace. Oh, Safo, I'm sorry. I, I almost forgot. <laughs> That's quite all right. Though I haven't got the best idea on how to start. Well, what does it even do? Uh, that's the thing. I don't actually have a spell stored in here. I left in a little bit of a hurry. That's too bad. Beryl, do you remember if you picked up a book on fey magic? I'd have to go inside and look. Uh, you could join me. I'll come around in a bit. All right, then. See you inside. Safa? Yes? You seem really nervous around Beryl. Right. I know she can be... a lot, but she's a nice person. She's prickly, because she cares. Besides that, she's an excellent researcher. If she wasn't going to rule over a domain, I would want her to work with me. With both of us working on the case, I'm sure we'll figure something out. <sighs> well, that one was a bust. Ugh, are you serious? It was mostly counts of face sightings and considering that he is neither stick-thin with long fingers nor bud-eyed and stout with gnarled wings, I think we can toss this one in the not-important pile. I really should have brought more medical textbooks than fae-related ones. We're trying to solve two different problems. Treating him and figuring out the whole magic necklace thing, which I'm starting to think no one's ever seen before. You know... That's what I thought, too. But it's not just any stone in there, is it? Yeah? Why does that matter? Maya, I've... I've never told you about my mom's disappearance, right? Let me tell you the full story. Even before I was born, my father was already thinking about laying out the plans for a domain of his own. The Farid name is pretty important, but it's nothing compared to the power of the Pardali. Being a cousin to them, uh, close, but not close enough, I think it's always been a sore spot for him. But my mom, Lakshmi, she never really cared about all of that. She was more... adventurous. Dear... I'm a little worried with you waving that around. It's very common in the East to be proficient with knives. The jungle's very thick there. Even so, please do be careful. I would hate to see you hurt. I think 
Our guide may have gotten lost back there. Well, we know where we're heading. Towards the sound of water. Right, right. Uh, now, how far have we traveled? I've got to report back to our cartographer. The two of them were working on a map of the area before they settled it. Dad wanted to just take over the village that was already there, but Mom always took notice of what the villagers said. They didn't want to be ruled over by a duke, and besides, there was another kingdom waiting to be discovered. That piqued her interest, of course, and she listened to them as she set out. But when I say she took notice of what they said, I mean she really did. She was always superstitious. There. That's the last bell. <sighs> Must we put up these trinkets every time we set up camp? I just don't think these will help, and- I would rather not risk a storm suddenly passing through. You know how hard it was when that summer rain started coming in. You really are never gonna let me live that one down, are you? It happened once. But we didn't set up the bells that time. Honestly, if you'll be ruling over people, you'd do better to listen to them, and your own wife. You're... not wrong. <laughs> Here, take this. I think we're going to find it tomorrow, once we're down in the caves. Don't get too excited. It'll make the disappointment worse. Just dare to dream a little bit. They were talking about, yes, a crystal. I don't know if it's THE crystal, but how many magical crystals could there be around here? And you're sure it's magical? Well, at least my mom and dad believed it was. I highly doubt that it's magical. A valuable, certainly. That's not what they've been saying. Again with those stories, dear? Yes, again with them. You and I both know this land is prosperous, far more than other areas of the kingdom. Sure, it might be the weather, or the soil, or what have you, but don't you see how there's always something more? I want to believe in it. I mean, think of what we could do with it. More money, more land, more resources. Basically infinite. And more power. We could rule the Pardali Kingdom. No, of course, it'd be the Farid Kingdom then. If it's real. Of course it is. Now lower me down. My dad never told me her last words she said to him. But I think he regrets that they were a little mundane. I was still pretty young, so while I remember her, I think it hit him harder. I was mostly raised by nurses and tutors anyways, but he really withdrew from... everyone. Until I got sick. How dare you bring these into my house? But you said your daughter was really sick. These stones could really- Stones, crystals, whatever you call them. I want them out of here. Healers, magicians, liars, the lot of them. I won't let them poison my daughter. I won't lose her like I lost Lakshmi. But then why does Duke Farid have all these books and legends? It kind of sounds like he wouldn't have wanted any of this. That I can't answer for you. Something must have turned him around on it, though. Maybe he was using it as a way to get closer to Mom? Well, Beryl, I promise that if... No. When. Safo and I figure out how that crystal works, we'll show it to your dad. I hope it'll bring some closure. Hmm. <laughs> 
What? Nothing. Just something funny. Oh gosh, that must be the medicine! Beryl, you mind turning that off for me? I got it. It won't be hot for long. It's got a very low boiling point. So this is that spike tree sap? Yep. Try it out! Uh, so just rub it on my legs? Maybe just do one. I don't quite know what it'll do. And if you feel any itching, uh, just let me know. Right. Uh, am I supposed to be feeling anything now? Is it still painful? Wait. Yeah? It feels... Spit it out? Uh, gritty? What? Oh, ugh. Hey, it's okay. I just, ugh, I really thought this would be the one. You'll get it at some point. I hope. <sighs> I'm gonna go outside to cool off. Let me know if anything goes wrong with your leg and I'll fix it up. Hey, take your time. Maya? What? What happened? I don't want to talk about it. Would you like to sit down at least? Sure. There's a fine spot right here. Thanks. I don't suppose you found anything out about the crystal? Not really. That's all right. Are you all right? <sighs> no, I'm not. Safo, you figured it out. I'm not a scientist of the realm, no matter how many times I say it to myself or to other people. I'm pretty sure the Duke calls me an exile, though he didn't technically sanction it. And I couldn't figure out how to work your necklace either. Which... <sighs> I wish I could have done something more useful. You don't have to be useful. Yes, I do. I have to be useful and smart and competent. I I have to be on top of things because if I don't, I get criticized harsher than anyone else does. I have to be good at things because if I'm not good at things, if I fail, then I'm a failure. Maya, that's not true. You don't get it, Sappho. I've gotten laughed out of the Duke's court more times than I can count. I keep perfecting the things I'm good at because they're the things I know. Cataloging plants, making the same tinctures for the same people. I want to learn new things. And I know my family always told me part of our profession is failing. But that doesn't mean the failing doesn't hurt. Maybe I don't exactly understand how it affects you. I'm not disabled. And though I want to know how you perceive the world, I'll never really get it. But I at least understand what you mean about failing. I overcompensate for a lot of things because... Well... I guess I didn't tell you exactly what I wanted to do with the crystal. What do you mean? The crystal has so many things it can do. It really is magic. And all those legends about the crystal changing the shape of things... I wanted to use the crystal to transition. There aren't many fae that see me as I am. As a man. I kept learning to excel at things like magic, my studies, diplomacy. 
All that to make up for me being, well, me. But I realize that even when I'm good at things, it doesn't change the way they look at me. I knew I had to leave. That must have been so difficult. It was. Hmm. It is. But Maya, something I've learned just in the few days of being with you. It's okay to fail. Goodness, I've made more mistakes in front of you than I've ever made in front of anybody. But that also means I've finally gotten to be more myself in front of you. So we're going to fail a lot more times and we're going to succeed with this. But I think we're going to be okay. And in return for helping me with everything, I promise to you that I will help you find medicine for Beryl. Thank you. Like you said, we make a pretty good team. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're right. Failing is just part of the process. And we'll get it right. Sooner or later. <gasps> there they are. They really do exist. I better report back to that guard. Hi, Eli Ramos here, creator and editor of The Sound of Your Name, an Astro Podcasting Network production in collaboration with the University of San Francisco's College Players. Our voice talents are as follows. Seth Temple as Duke Fareed, Cole Burkhart as Beryl Fareed, Dylan Vodzak as Safo, Janelle Malonzo as Queen Calliope Anasop, and Sam Barrasso as Maya. Additional voices were provided by yours truly, Devin Nissan, Inigo Sherwani, and Josh Hasgasm. The Fae Origin song was written by Eli Ramos and performed by Eli Ramos and Devin Nissan. Attributions for sound effects and songs can be found in the show notes. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning in to Aster Podcasting Presents. Thank you.